Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. It's no secret how much we love our state. One of our most favorite pastimes is pointing to a place on the map and driving there to explore local shops, restaurants, and anything else we can find. The keys to a good road trip are snacks, a good playlist, and a clean car. Get your car ready for a Michigan road trip by calling Ride and Shine Mobile Car Detailing in Dearborn, Michigan. We know the owner personally, and there's not a harder worker than Darnell. He will come to your home or place of business for interior and exterior detailing, wax and polish, paint correction, ceramic coating, and window tinting, right in your driveway or parking lot while you work. You can find Ride and Shine Mobile Car Detailing on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, or you can call or text Darnell at 313-804-6441 to get your ride shining for spring. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Great Lakes Confidential with Angie and Marty. Today we have a special guest, our dear friend Nate Armbruster. Hello, Nate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah there he is. So Nate is a, I almost want to say a former Michigander, but he still comes back to Michigan a lot. I also kind of want to call him a trader because he lives in Chicago. Mm-mm. No. But, <laughs> but he's still a Midwesterner, and he still has our heart. So. It's a trade. I was born in Chicago. I know. And now Nate has taken my place there. Oh, is that what's... <laughs> Just a trade. All right. All right. We'll I like to think that. of it as I'm in Chicago on a work visa. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, another beautiful Great Lakes city. Yeah. However, it's outside of our purview right now. Yeah, way outside of it. So Nate... Not way. Nate is a comedian. What else do you... An all-around idiot. That's what you say on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I yeah, I'm, I do all sorts of stuff. Comedy, uh, write, I write, I tell jokes, I write jokes, I make memes, I record podcasts. Um, anything where you can be funny, I try to use that medium to entertain people. <laughs> so yeah. wherever you I do, feel like I can make people laugh is what I like to do. You do a fantastic job of it, my friend. Thanks, Marty. You're yeah. Welcome. So the reason why we had Nate on today was because Marty and Nate used to, well, Nate still does, but Marty also was a comedian, a stand-up comedian, still is, though he only performs in our living room. But you guys used to do a lot of traveling, a lot of road tripping throughout, well, throughout the country, really. You Mm -hmm. guys have been to a lot of different places between the two of you. It's what a comedian does, yes. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be fun to talk about, I know that there's a lot of comedy clubs in, in Michigan that have closed down. In fact, I met you both at the comedy club that I used to work at a long time ago, which was Connections Comedy Club in Lansing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so that place is closed. It's been closed for a while. But I still, I thought it would be very fun and interesting to kind of hear different places that you guys have been to, maybe comedy clubs that, whether they're there still or not, you know, mention them, different restaurants that you've gone to, different places that you've, Basically, you know, cool things about yeah, Michigan just, that we may have seen. Yeah, stuff you've seen on the on the road. So, yeah, Marty, do you feel like because you were doing comedy already for a while before I started, and mm-hmm. so you kind of had a jump start on the the Michigan comedy scene? And I feel like my experience, at least in Michigan, I think comedy is a great way to see the state because uh, at least back when I started, there were so many gigs in the most remote places of the state. I mean, yeah. all the way up to the UP, you could go, you could end up anywhere and and most of them were places i would never think to go if i never tried comedy in the first place you know what i mean right i agree i think comedy is probably the main reason why i fell in love with the state of michigan yeah i feel the same way you know we um you know better than i do what the landscapes like now as far as clubs and and gigs and whatnot it doesn't seem like we ever really had a whole lot of clubs outside of the the southern part of michigan you know detroit grand rapids lansing doesn't have an official club anymore i don't think Mm -mm. but um there was always the one-nighters uh just at little bars and in little towns all across michigan which were always so much fun to do so lansing had connections comedy club and then after they closed it kind of they tried to move it i believe to trippers directly oh that's right and but trippers was just a restaurant having a well it was a restaurant it was more of a sports bar type situation and then they did like they'd have like card nights where you could gamble and mm-hmm. play poker and whatever and they did try the comedy thing for a short time and it didn't do great but again you know there's so many of these clubs and bars and and restaurants that want to have a comedy night and they don't really know how to run a comedy night and they just kind of let anybody in and it generally doesn't <laughs> doesn't go very <laughs> yeah. well yeah. so speaking of uh, card nights and all that you just remind me of chaplains did you ever work at chaplains yes. night they chaplains actually on the east side of detroit they closed right like a month before i had my first date there like my first Uh scheduled comedy well at least at that venue they were they closed a month before Mm -hmm. i I ever got a chance to do it but i always heard so many stories and i also remember there were like multiple locations right at one point at some point there was uh one um i believe somewhere in livonia area chaplains Mm -hmm. west but uh chaplains east or just chaplains in general was um geez what town was that like roseville Mm. uh yeah it was on grossbeck highway right like yeah i believe so it was in a bowling alley uh (laughs) comedy club run by uh billy hargis who uh heck of a guy i like that guy a lot miss him no idea whatever happened to him but he was a good guy but you reminded me of the card story because it was one of those things like i think it was one of the last times i played at this club and now I don't want to say anything to get anyone in trouble. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the club got closed down anyway. But remember, it was one of the last times I was playing at the club and suddenly they had a poker room in the back. And it was just like, is this, uh, yeah. Is yeah. this above board? I'm not 100% yeah, sure. I mean, there's uh, there's been some stories about this place and whatnot. So I'm not sure if it's uh, yeah. really 100% above board. And then next thing you know, they're uh, on the news for having their doors padlocked shut. So <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of the question at Trippers, too, because they closed 
closed very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex mm-hmm. was a cook there for a long time, and he literally showed up one day to pick up our, our son and was like, yeah, I think we're closing. It was just like, boom, done. And he went to work that night, and like four hours later, he was calling saying, we're done. They're, was it the they're poker closing. room? Well, they don't, yeah, nobody really knows. I mean, a pure speculation, you know, I'm yeah. not trying to start any rumors or anything, but, you know, Trippers had that poker room, and there were there was a lot of question of people just being like, is that legit? Like, I didn't think you could gamble like that. Yeah, I think so, it's just fair to say that maybe a poker room is, since that's the common thread here, and I don't want to blame comedy for getting a place <laughs> shut down, maybe you don't open a poker room. Maybe not. So <laughs> yeah. so what, what would have been some of your favorite places to play at? Uh, beyond the you know the usual spots, I mean, of course, the the Metro Detroit area, we had plenty of clubs. I, you know, we got you know, well, I, even out to Ann Arbor which is a great club. That's where I started at. And then the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak. And then mm-hmm. now there's a place called One Night Stands out in Waterford, which is great. Mm-hmm. And Livonia had Joey's Comedy Club, which I spent a lot of time at because I grew up like a mile from there. And when mm-hmm. I started, you could get up almost every night there. And so that was kind of cool to have a club in my own backyard like that. But then the little to- the little towns, like once you get out of like the Detroit area and you go like a little bit north, there's all these random one night and random comedy nights that you would never think about. Like there was also a place called the Holly Hotel in uh, in Holly, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys are familiar. I know Marty mm-hmm. is. Yep. But that was always cool to me because it was like this. It's in this old restaurant called the Holly Hotel, which at one point was a hotel itself. So you mm-hmm. just kind of like feel a lot of the history when you walk into that place. Like it's just old. You Did know? we talk about and the I Holly lo- Hotel before on the show? Not in depth. Are they still doing comedy there though, Nate? Because I heard that they stopped and then I thought yeah. I saw Connie post something about doing comedy nights there again i thought that they were done i think they're doing some sort of performance night yeah so like uh from what i heard i haven't been up there since the pandemic but from what i heard they're no longer like doing an official comedy club it's Uh. it's more of a lounge now and and they'll have the occasional comedy night so i guess they're not just they're just not marketing themselves as a comedy club so i think they just do occasional shows but um so there may be still opportunities for people to go check out a show there i'm sure they post that stuff on the website but back in the day i mean and that and i say that it was only a couple years ago but this (laughs) is definitely like i mean everything feels like back in the day if we're using the pandemic as a uh, yeah you know some sort of a benchmark yeah exactly so uh but that was one of my favorite places to go because it was like just far enough away from everything and you kind of felt like you were out of town but you could still get home in the same night and um but my favorite part about it was just so old and like you go down in this basement and there there was a a, didn't they say it was haunted marty yeah yeah Yeah, there's stories about it being haunted and do you have any experiences on stage there that were kind of spooky um, all of them, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the, the joys of the Holly Hotel was that you walk into this beautiful old building, this, you know, the very, Gorgeous. you know, classy clientele. Mm-hmm. And like you see the um, the menu and it's like, oh, wow, this is like a six star restaurant. And then yeah. you uh, you start doing the show and you realize everyone's been overserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything quickly goes to heck. And uh, it was always kind of a fun little battle getting out of there, which ironically is funny because it's on Battle Alley. Mm. That's right. That's right. It's the name of the street it's on. And it has uh, Um, old old, uh, connections to uh, Carrie Nations, the uh, the famous um, prohibitionist. Mm-hmm. 
who came to town to smash some uh, some barrels of booze with her axe. Well, how many times did that place burn down? Was it once or was it twice? I think it was like three th- times. Yeah, I heard. Okay. I remember three. Well, I mean, I remember hearing three. I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> what are you, a vampire? <laughs> I remember four. In a, in a past life, I remember the Holly Hotel burning down three times. Yeah. Nate actually lost two of his past lives in the Holly Hotel fire. <laughs> well, no wonder it's haunted. Yeah, yeah it's actually haunted by Nate that's, twice. That's why oh, he asked us about it, trying to cover <laughs> up. He's like, did you guys so, know that the place is haunted have you guys heard about <laughs> yeah. that and we're like what you guys didn't see the ghost did you you didn't you didn't have to see him did right you? right <laughs> at no, this point just I'm... a hallucinathan <laughs> hallucinathan oh, nice oh lovely callback marty yeah, uh, keep that between us carry yeah, on my yeah. friend um as uh well, I will say, it, uh, I'm sure some of the sets I had there are still haunting that place because it was, yeah, because yeah, that's what it felt like. But I, I mean, I remember like moments of like I'd I'd be on stage, especially like the late show. It, Friday, you know, it late starts show. at like ten o'clock, ten thirty, even later sometimes. And there's like there's fifteen people that show up. Fifteen. You know, you know I've draw. Had, I know I've had I even doing late shows with like three people, and like dude, two of I, them just had their heads down, sobering up. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're not wrong about that because I did have those nights as well. The, the three to five, I've had those crowds there and those were always like, just like, a, you know, those will tell you if you're funny or not or even if you can get through it. Yeah. I think, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody's funny in front of three people. Uh, really not, in a, not in a comedy club setting, but it, it you know, <laughs> nights like that uh, still de- stay with me and then also I remember at the Holly Hotel a few times like the lights going out while I'm on stage or the mic dying oh, and my. that always felt very spooky especially given it's a ghostly past i remember uh somebody uh was shared with me once that uh somebody complained about my set when i was there oh yeah and i was kind of bummed like why would you share that with me they're like oh it's all right this guy complains about everything this guy actually uh wrote a letter once complaining that he thought wow. the ghosts were sacrilegious and he was really upset that they had ghosts there because he found it sacrilegious oh, i'm sorry sir we'll ask them to leave next time you show up yeah what? exactly bring yeah. an exorcist next time then buddy <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i didn't i didn't get that upset by it but it's still like you know just this random guy just going around complaining about everything in the wow. town of holly i wonder if he's on yelp oh he probably is <laughs> he probably started yelp i find the hot dogs at a and w very salacious you must stop must stop selling footlongs <laughs> yeah i see the lust in my wife's eye when you sell these footlong hot dogs oh, okay you're you're, you're borderline <laughs> he's very upsetting yeah. he was a very upsetting yeah. guy who yeah. had a lot of issues so another place that i always like looked forward to going uh at least outside of the detroit area and and not a traditional comedy club there's a, a venue actually it's a hotel banquet hall or bar inside this hotel and it was a holiday and it wasn't even anything i mean i <laughs> I mean, I love the Holly Hotel, or the, I love the Holiday Inn, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's in Spring Lake. Spring Lake, uh, Michigan. Yes. That was a gig I always look forward to doing. It was one of these, like, Thursday nights, and it was, you could always route it with another gig on that Friday and Saturday, yeah. and the shows were always fun. It was a show, uh, a town where, like, the locals would come out, and they really just enjoyed going to the show, and yeah. it's, and once again, it's in a place where you wouldn't expect comedy to be a good time. Where is <laughs> Spring Lake? It's out by Mesquite. Okay. Uh, yeah, great. It borders Grand Haven, so it's right. I mean, right when you're about to go up on uh, 31, 
like okay. 96 and 31. It's like right there. But that was always a gig that I looked forward to going to. And yeah, that was another too. one. Like like some nights, you know, it could be a little rough or hard to, you know, it's one that you can really cut your teeth on, they say. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was another fun one that I always enjoyed doing. Um, that was one of those where I would even just enjoy doing it just for the room. Oh, for you know, sure. You get to stay and in a really, really nice holiday inn. And mm-hmm. you don't always get that when you're on the road. That's the other thing, too, is as a new opening act, new comedian, like, you're trying to get into these places and the accommodations were great i mean not every place puts you up if you're the opening act you know yeah now how long have you been doing comedy for nate i started in 2008 but i I don't know if it's fair to count those first couple of years because i was so young i was like i was 16 so I, i i guess i would uh i would confidently say 10 years okay and marty you've been doing it or you were doing it for well if if i'm considered still doing it i've been doing it for 22 years Mm. i started in 2000 wow when i was a young man amazing yeah amazing back when before comedy was cool yeah (laughs) like now it's cool you know what i mean like now everyone's involved and it's like the cool thing and everyone's like thinks comedian when i started we were just the the scum of the earth well, what's funny, I liked it. what's I liked funny it about that, that is, if you remember, in the 80s, there was a huge boom, yeah. huge boom of comedy mm-hmm. clubs around the country, and that was the thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. you got dressed up on a Friday night, you went out to dinner, you went to a comedy show, you saw Andrew Dice Clay, whatever, mm-hmm. and that was like the big thing. And now we're getting back to this, you know, I it's, feel like we've it's had almost a few like booms circling. Then, though. Do you think so? Yeah, like there's been, a, like, I feel like I've lived through a couple booms and a couple busts yeah and uh i don't know like i said i i got in at a time when uh you know it wasn't a cool thing to do and i think that's why i did it mm-hmm. it was kind of like you know a little little place i could disappear off to and and you know be good at something outside of the you know the the prying eyes of everyone i knew and then it kind of as an art form took off again and now it's cool again and now i don't fit in so well, I think a lot, I think there was another boom, especially when Netflix started really doing stand up specials. Mm-hmm. I think that really kind of pushed it back into like being popular for, I mean, because now people I would never guess enjoyed stand up would go, they'll go see a show. And it's usually mm-hmm. somebody like famous. But then if yeah. you really look at how many people, how many comedians now tour and they're selling out arenas, back in the day, that maybe, maybe two, three people did it. Now there's like, you know, five yeah. to 10. I mean, and they're now selling out, are selling out on, based on their podcasts, even that. Yeah, like that's where and the game's changed. Is a lot of people have podcasts and you know don't even necessarily need to be road comics anymore. Right, right. You don't need a Netflix special or the uh, the Comedy Central hour that everybody used to shoot for back in the day. Oh yeah, and now well, nobody cares. Do they even guys, do that anymore at Comedy Central? I don't even know. I don't know. They're putting them on YouTube now. Like as far as uh, getting back to the the idea of uh, bumps and whatnot in comedy, I, I would say that the in the mid two thousands there was probably I would say a lot of interest in stand up comedy around the time of like Chappelle and uh, oh yeah, who's the other guy who was selling? God, why am I drawing a blank now? Um, Dane Cook, mm. like oh, guys yeah. like that that really took it uh, took it to the next level, got super popular, you know. And then those guys, there was kind of a backlash against them at the time, you know. Know, Chappelle had to disappear for 10 years and Dane Cook kind of took all the heat from everybody mm-hmm. you know everyone got mad at him but uh, you know comedy's comedy you're just gonna do your thing if it's cool it's cool if it's not sit back for a few years you'll be cool again yeah this this is actually um my plan personally because everybody else did a comedy first then a podcast I'm doing a podcast and I'm leading up to being a stand-up comedian so all right I hope you're my- not serious <laughs> Honestly, though, that's not a bad career. That's not a bad career move. 
because you can you can get good at podcasting without uh, an audience. You know yeah. what I mean? You can you can Ooh, learn how to burn. do this, Ouch. right? Well, I'm just damn. No, I I, I mean. <laughs> I'm not saying your podcast has no. I'm I know just you're saying, not saying like, you as a you don't, me. You don't have to leave the house to learn how to podcast. Right. So I think in a lot of ways, you know, it's an important skill set to have these days if you want to be in comedy. I, I you know, and it, and a lot of people think it's lame or you know, but I I actually like both. You know, so yeah, you know, but you can tell when somebody's doing a podcast just for the the paycheck, especially if they already have an audience. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like this is this is pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> but, you have to. Imagine it's a great way to keep in touch with your fans. Oh keep, yeah, you know, as a as a comedian, yeah. to have it, yeah, or even a musician, anyone, any sort of creative sure. that you know doesn't always necessarily have art to give every week to somebody. You, you get a little yeah. podcast going, you keep your audience engaged. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I've heard. I don't know. I'm too anxious to stand on a on a stage and tell jokes. It's just not. That's just not going to happen. That never well, would happen. We'll see. So, what about food? Because I don't want to. I don't want to like throw you on the spot, Marty, or tell your secrets. But you are a person that is completely fine with gas station food. Mm-hmm. Like you will. Mm-hmm. You're just like you with me on that, Nate. I avoid it, but not because like I don't. I know I would love it, but that's the problem. Is I know I would love it, and then I would. <laughs> it would become a habit. So like I purposefully don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when I say gas station food, I think more like Seven Eleven food. Yeah, yeah. You know, get a yep. sandwich from Seven Eleven. Not bad. Oh, I've, yeah. I have stood in front of those rollers for about ten minutes, really <laughs> thinking about it. I've, which I've been there. You want? Yeah, like which one has been Do sitting the, here? The Monterey the chicken or the uh, shredded <laughs> beef fiesta? Gross. <laughs> so, what do you get? What do you get? What's your favorite Seven Eleven food then? Like, oh, like what? Not what's gummy your bears. Not the gummy worms. Okay. The no. gummy worms are the the, the top. But yeah, but like mm-hmm. not. Uh, the sandwich. Those don't exist. Sandwiches are good, but they change them up. They used to have a really nice smoked turkey sandwich, but uh, now mm. it's a. Uh, I think it's the uh, the the Italian job. It's called interesting. It's just a little. You know, cheap Italian sandwich. It's just got some ham on it, some salami, some uh, banana peppers. Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds good, actually. A nice Italian aioli on a rosemary button. No, well, that's not yeah. true. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from gas station food, where where are some of the best places that you guys have that you can recall that you've stopped for for a meal on your travels? I think you might have to name a city or name a, a region, name an area, and we can probably compile a list because it's sort of hard to like when i think about places i've stopped to eat honestly like the type of places that pop up as my favorites are places like the antlers up in sault st marie mm. just because it's such a fun little restaurant you know they've got uh, they've got poutine on the menu all the stuff i love yeah the fun antlers is poutine. super good i love that place what about you nate where's your go-to when you're in michigan for food okay well when mm, it, like so if i'm just home like in the detroit area yeah. and like i'm just if i'm just staying with my mom for a week and like i'm just gonna go out for lunch i usually go to like leo's or something or i was just there last week and there's this place called the bread basket mm-hmm. are you are you guys familiar i don't I'm think familiar okay I've, i was gonna say I- it's a delicious, like old school uh, Jewish deli. I've in heard, Detroit. Of, yeah, like, I've heard the name, ooh, but I've never been. So good. So there's one near you guys. I, mm-hmm. I recommend it. Um, great sandwiches, and they're huge. Yeah. Like just, st- I mean, it's like a true deli. You know what I mean? At least it, it, it yeah. feels like it is to me. I mean, I, I don't know where else you get something like that in the Livonia area. Yeah. Um, so that place is amazing. And then actually, like, there's this other place. So like, I love Northern Michigan. So like, it, when I think of a place on the road. 
a particular memory that comes to mind is I was going to the UP for a gig Mm -hmm. and I got up to the bridge and it was in the spring so everything was thawing out and I didn't know that the Mackinac Bridge closes because of falling ice Mm -hmm. so you know I'm about to cross the bridge and, and I gave myself plenty of time to go do this gig you know so like I've done this show you know 10 times so i knew i'm like okay i better get up there early it's like an eight hour drive so i better leave early in the morning and i did i did everything right and then i get to the bridge and they're like oh yeah it's closed uh it's too dangerous to cross so you know you know you just have to wait here and mind you the traffic is just backing up you know and like Mm -hmm. it's just we're all stuck there and it goes hours and hours and we're just sitting there doing nothing and i'm like finally it gets to the point where i'm not gonna make it to the gig like i can't even if i cross the bridge now the other two hours like the show will be over Mm, by the time i get there so i just completely missed the show so I, i i at some point while all this was going on I stopped in at this like the first place I saw and it's called Beer de Mac. Uh mm-hmm. like Beer? Like B I E R E. Is am okay. I pronouncing that right? Beer. I, 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 don't know. So I think it's a fancy way of spelling beer. It could be. It's that's what it seems like. I'm not very cultured. French but I the, believe. I remember the food being so good. It's like this like, you know, brewery kind of vibe, you know. They brew their own stuff, but it was so good. And I don't know if it's cuz I was really sad because I just kind of like <laughs> ate and drank my feelings, but it was uh it was a phenomenal experience. So if is anyone is up, go ahead. St. Ignace or Mackinac City? In Mackinac City. Okay. And it's right mm-hmm. on Mackinac Highway, like right like right before you get off 75. Mm-hmm. Like that last stop, um, mm-hmm. it's right there. Huh. Um, so that was a just like as far as uh, I, I thought that may have brought everything together with comedy, Michigan, and food. Yeah, that Beer place is Mac. cool. I'll have to remember yeah. that. I've never been there. I, Mackinac City. I always enjoyed the uh, Mackinac uh, Pasty and Fudge Company. Yes, yes. yes. Kind of under yes. the bridge, oh. like they. Uh, like it's delicious. Like you know, they have pasties, but then they have like like my favorite is getting the uh, the beef stroganoff pasty. Ooh, yeah. It's just yes. a pasty with gravy on it, and then they put some sour cream and chives on it, and it takes the it's... pasty to a whole new level. First of all, pasties, ketchup or gravy? Um, okay. Uh, it depends on my mood, and I'm not kidding. I I like both, and now not just plain ketchup. By the way, there is a place, and I will have to do some searching because I have to like. It's like one of those things where like I remember exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you the name of it, and it's in the UP. And by the way, any UP location, if you're getting a pasty, it's like in the middle. It's between like, it's in the middle of a forest. It's on the side of a two-lane highway, mm-hmm. and it's called like, you know, uh, Jen's Pasties or, or something. Just you, UP you know what I mean? Pasty. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just got some name, and it's like it's, hand-painted it's like how, sign. how barbecue is down south. Right. <laughs> right. It, no, that's so true. That's a great yeah. uh, comparison. And every time I'm up there, I try to stop at a different one. You know, just because I think it's just mm-hmm. it's just something I do. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know why I do it. But there was this place I was doing a show in uh, the Marquette area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Ishpeming, maybe. Okay. Yep. And there was a place on the way. I was on my way to the next show. I was like doing a show each night kind of thing. And on the way out, I passed this place. And I can't remember the name of it. I, I can't find it, though. Um, and they had jalapeno ketchup, but the ketchup was homemade. Wow. And I was like, I was like, I'll try it, you know, like, and yeah. on, honestly, it changed, it changed the game, the pasty game for me. I you, imagine. Um, you should have just seen Marty's eyes get all big. <laughs> <laughs> the fact, whatever. Go ahead. Oh, carry on. Oh, well, whenever I see homemade ketchup, I'm curious. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, by the way, this is jalapeno ketchup. And I'm like, well, you wouldn't just make that if it wasn't good. Right. You, I mean, you wouldn't you, put the effort into making, you know, an entire batch of it to sell. You know I what I mean? I hope not. I mean, unless it was just, you know, we were trying to make a batch for home and it didn't come out well, so we could <laughs> yeah. sell it off here. <laughs> right, right. And they bottle it and sell it there, too. I'm like, this is uh, the best thing ever. And then, so, but... It depends on the pasty, too. So, like, some things just go better with gravy, you know? Yeah. Because that's what I'm trying to put it together because, you know, everyone says, like, ketchup is the official UP way of doing it and gravy is more for the tourists. But then I've noticed, like, in in the Eastern UP, uh, you know, gravy is more of a thing than ketchup. That's interesting. Hmm. I I wonder how it really breaks down up there. Because, you know, yeah. I remember getting a pasty out by Iron Mountain and uh, asked for gravy, and the girl behind the counter just looked at me (laughs) like I was an idiot. She's like, you mean ketchup? Yeah, that's I mean, what we there's call people it. who take it very serious. The, the gravy ketchup debate, like some, it's it's sort of like hot, like ketchup on a hot dog. You yeah. know, yeah. some people believe that it absolutely does not belong on a hot dog. I'm oh man, I, I mean, think once you hit a certain age, you can't have ketchup on a hot dog anymore. That's just me. That's just my Chicago. <laughs> I guess I haven't hit hey. that age yet because I'm still putting ketchup all over my hot dogs. Yeah, so I know. So <laughs> I'm saying that's just my Chicago showing right there. We don't we don't tolerate that. Nate can tell you about that. I know this. I know this is a Michigan-themed podcast, but um, my so I've been living in Chicago for three years now, and mm-hmm. uh, most of my so most of my girlfriends' college for like her closest friends are from Chicago, right? So mm-hmm. or the suburbs or wherever. All of them, the, their parents. I've met all of them. They're all like true, like they grew up in you know thick Chicago yeah. accents, and. The one of the first things I learned from meeting all these like true Chicago locals is that you never put ketchup on a hot dog. So, I mean, hey, I'll I'll do it to fit in around here. You know, I mean, yeah. by the way, nothing is. I, I I don't get too heated about it. I mean, personally, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, as long as as long as you eat it, you know, go go right ahead, enjoy. It. It's not that weird to me. Right. Like, as I long as you're not putting it on mine, it's cool. But. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like I, who who really cares? But uh, you know, I'm also like. It's not the worst thing to not have ketchup on a hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I, I never understood the opposite argument where you gotta have ketchup. Okay, can I ask you one more Chicago food question? Sure. Well, it's not really a question, more of a statement. And I'm sorry to, to go off on Chicago <laughs> here on our Michigan themed <laughs> show, but Chicago <laughs> Chicago style pizza. What do you like? Now that you've lived there a few years, have you learned yet that that the people of Chicago don't even eat the deep dish pizza? They like the tavern cut better. Yep, yep. I have learned that. And Good. the only people that are going to, uh, I mean, I've had my share of lose, but the only yeah. people going to those places are, you know, they're from out of town or they're yeah. tourists or whatever. Like um, I, but I, yeah, I remember like growing up in Chicago, we used to always eat at this, at Jake's Pizza. It was right around the corner from our house. And it was always tavern cut, you know, which is mm-hmm. the, the thin crust cut into squares, kind of like how Sir Pizza does mm-hmm. it. And exactly how Sir Pizza I does it. I love that pizza. Right. It's the best, I think. Just tavern mm-hmm. cut pizza is the best. You don't see it everywhere. Um, but in Chicago, to me, that's the real Chicago style pizza. That's what everybody always ate. And I remember working at the Improv in Schaumburg, um, opening for Billy Gardell. And Billy's brother was there. And I don't know if you've met Billy or his brother. His brother's a hilarious guy, too. Like, just crack up. But these guys, um, they decided, you know, to treat everyone. They were going to order some pizza. Ordered, like, you know, 10 pizzas for the staff. And they showed up and they were deep dish. And I remember Uh-oh. Billy's brother getting all ticked off about it. Like, these guys are from <laughs> Pittsburgh. They're from Pittsburgh. And they came here, you know, wanting the tavern cut. But, the, you know, they call ahead and they're just like, yeah, give us 
you know, 10 pizzas and they end up getting deep dish delivered and they were all upset. Oh, God. Hey, while we're on, that's a secret. While we're on the topic of pizza and to bring it back to Michigan, how do we feel about Buddy's Detroit style pizza? Um, I mean, I just, I just, I just said Buddy's because that's the first name that comes to yeah. Well, mind, it is the obviously. first name in Detroit pizza. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that was the first one that came to mind at this moment. But like D- Detroit style, how do you feel about that? We love it. it. Love it. Because, yeah, I, I honestly, and I, I mean, I think it's as far as like, so let's say Chicago style deep dish is mm-hmm. the official. Let's say if we're doing the argument, New York style, Chicago style, Detroit style, I think out of those three, Detroit's the best, personally. And that's, and that's, I, I mean, maybe I'm just a hometown, you know, but I, I, I mean, think size wise, it's the perfect, it's not deep dish, it's not too thin. You know, never, I don't need to fold my pizza. I'm not, yeah. you know what I mean? It used to just be called pan pizza. Remember that? Yeah. Just yeah. a pan pizza. Like that the nation knew it as pan pizzas. Little Caesar's been doing it forever as far as their deep dish goes. And like nobody really caught on. Yeah. Until suddenly it became this thing. And to me it's so strange to think that all these places are starting like official Detroit style. Like even mm-hmm. in New York, you have like Detroit style pizza places and, and they There's go a place and here special order. It. Yeah, and they, they special order these pans because they heard the story about Buddy's pizza, how Buddy's used like all these, you know, uh like pans they bought at surplus from uh from like Ford <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever so everyone's got to get these special pans to to make everything in and it's like i i mean don't try too hard guys it's really like <laughs> literally just a pan pizza yeah well i mean i think I that's think, just a go ahead. i think the i think the other you know buddies in particular isn't just about the pizza itself because the pizza is amazing but then you know we always get the pizza and the antipasto yeah and some of the garlic yeah, the bread. Yeah, the, the bread. Buddy bread. And the body bread. And I mean, everything is really good. Like, it doesn't matter. And, and it's good as leftovers, too. You know, yeah. it's not like one I, of those things mm-hmm. that you bring home and you're like, yeah, I'm never going to touch it again. It's like, you can eat off of that stuff for a couple of days and it still tastes so good. Yeah, it's I think amazing. A chopped antipasto uh, pasta so pasto definitely is is part of the whole Detroit pizza experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. You got to have yourself a nice chopped up antipasto. And that that those corner pieces with the cheese mm-hmm. kind of burnt on the sides. Well, that's what makes me laugh so again good. going back to Little Caesars. Sorry to bring it back to Little Caesars, but remember a few <laughs> years ago when Little Caesars was just selling their deep dish. Mm-hmm. wasn't a, sh- a Detroit style or anything. And they used to, I loved how they used to cut it. Uh, so every every piece was a triangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every piece had like a, a corner piece to it. It was mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Buddies gets me every time. Yeah. Every time. But yeah, but I Sir could eat pizza it every night. Too. Have you ever had Sir Pizza, Nate? No. Oh my God. So it's that tavern style and it's it's usually, it, it cracks me up because it's a round pizza that they cut mm-hmm. into squares. So there's always like these weird, odd shaped, like very tiny the corner, okay. pieces, corner yeah. pieces that are only like an inch or two big and it's kind of ridiculous. But all <laughs> of the toppings are chopped so finely and the, the crust is really thin. So, you know, back when I used to drink and go out and party on a weekend, I would be I would be a little hungover on the you know on sunday morning Mm -hmm. and i would order a large royal feast which has everything Mm -hmm. on it and you know the 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 downside is that the the toppings and the crust is so thin that you can just pack it away without realizing that you've just eaten (laughs) an entire pizza 
but it's and it's easy to do but then they have this like garlic dill butter dipping sauce for their bread and it's just like i can taste it right now like i don't know what they do their sauce tastes a little bit different than regular pizza sauce mm-hmm. like i can't describe it but next time you're in 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 town i actually there is a sir pizza i want to say in rochester hills so there's All one right sort of nearby but there's like three in lansing but it is like it is such good pizza it is amazing that reminds me too there's another place i know of that has a tavern cut in michigan it's uh in flint uh latinas Mm. latinas has a uh uh, that sells that i know that i remember that specifically because uh our friend rusty who lives up in flint Mm -hmm. um he uh he always refers to it as pizza on a cracker oh okay yeah so there's a place okay not to like bring it back to chicago but there's a place here they (laughs) called it they called it cracker crust mm-hmm. and but it's like eating it's literally that's what it's it, it's so good it's like eating like a potato I, that's the thing is i probably had 50 pieces i'm not kidding and <laughs> huh. um, yeah, yeah. oh okay so now that we're okay and I, i'm sorry if i'm keeping you guys too long but not now at all good. you're always welcome my friend it's good to hear from you <laughs> Now that we're talking about just, you know, places to eat in Michigan and whatever and just random places we've stopped. And this is uh, a special place to me for a couple reasons. And actually one reason is Marty and I stopped there. We were up north. uh, um, When was that? August. Uh, We went with Mike and... and, um, we went up to his family's place. Oh, uh, yeah. On the way back, we stopped at this place called Big John's. Yeah! Okay? Now, I this is a place I only discovered because uh, my best friends, all of my friends from growing up, going to school together, they all went to Michigan State. There was a, a location near Michigan State. Right, right on exit one time. Yeah, and I thought of it as just like this random place in the strip mall. You know, I didn't know there was like more than one location, so... But we would always see billboards for it. And every time, like, there were two of us that didn't go to Michigan State, right? We would always go out there on the weekends to visit our friends. And mm-hmm. then we'd always be like, we should stop at this place. You know, there, we've seen, like, ten billboards. Let's just see what it's all about. And then one time we finally stopped, and it was so good. We would it, we would stop on the way in and then on the way out of East Lansing. This is, like, the third time Big John's has been brought up in my presence in the last, like, four or five days. Yeah, it was That means you have to eat Big John's. I don't, I'm not even, like, a big fan of Big John's. Like, if we're talking sandwiches or we're talking like flint area sandwiches i'm going to hoffman's deli right but it's two different oh, things okay though. hoffman's is you know like like great cold sandwiches mm-hmm. like amazing deli style cold yeah. sandwiches whereas big john's is it's like the the michigan steak and cheese yeah steak and that's onion. that's what i always thought of it as like it's it always makes me laugh whenever i hear people talking about like uh, like what do you think the best uh, philly steak and cheese is in philly it's like who cares we have big john's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We have yeah, big yeah. guns. Like I don't, I don't care what you do. Like we do this, and then we put this nice red sauce on it, and it's Ooh. delicious. And while we're talking about Lansing area restaurants, <laughs> Lansing area sandwiches, mm-hmm. I would like to give a, a shout out to Jersey Giant mm, and the Slocum good. family. Ooh, Beautiful okay. sandwiches. It's great sandwiches. You know, like if you like Jersey Mike's is the national chain. Jersey Giant is a. Uh, like a local Michigan chain started by some immigrants from New Jersey, and Ooh, they uh, you know it's good, you know it's yeah, good. it's real good, it's real good. I uh, you know it's basically the same, you know the the right down to the oil and vinegar on it. Except as an option, you can get a turkey and salami sandwich. Okay, they have it, it just as its own. You don't have to ask for anything special. You can just order it by number. And <laughs> I think turkey you? and salami <laughs> is a very underrated 
mix <laughs> when it comes to a sandwich. Another place uh, in, in East Lansing that, I, and I don't. Then again, so correct me if I'm wrong, since you guys definitely spent more time in that area than I did. So maybe I'm just some you know uh, idiot who was at their friend's college and just thought this place was amazing. But there was this place called Wings Over. Oh, have you guys? Is, is, is do you ever eat there when you were there? I've eaten there like once or twice, and it's usually. Okay. Yeah, it's usually like, um, oh, I really want some onion rings type of situation, oh, okay. but I don't want to have to go through all the trouble of like going to a restaurant and like, you know, so Putting it's like, pants on. yeah, it's like, oh, the wings <laughs> place, they'll have onion rings. Yeah. And just wrap okay. a towel around my waist and go there. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, so, honestly, so. you could. Honestly, <laughs> yes. you really could. It's one of those, but the wings were so good. And the, the, the flavors they had, they had just bizarre sauce flavors that just made you want to try them all. I don't know. But the wings were always yeah. good. Every I've had it multiple times and it was always good. I, so I didn't know if that was like a special place to, or maybe it was just like a, a college wing place. I'm <laughs> so. not much of a wing person. All so, right. you know, I, I wouldn't be a very good gauge for that. But I mean, it is, it as far as I know, it's a pretty popular place. Yeah. So... I just remember the uh, that wasn't there when I was a student there. They had uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in its original incarnation mm-hmm. when it was BW three BW threes. Yeah, BW threes. Yeah, that was a long there. time ago. It's so funny to think about like the uh, like places like you know BW threes yeah. and Jimmy John's that were just if these you... college town things that that <laughs> right. became like the biggest restaurants on the planet. Mm-hmm. If if you want to sound older, call it BW threes. And here's a here's a good Michigan one. If you want to sound older, call it Edward Hines Drive. Edward Hines Drive. <laughs> the only people that call it Edward Hines Drive were born in the 30s. <laughs> it's always been Hines Drive my whole life. But every yeah. time somebody says Edward, they call it Edward Hines Drive. They're you know they're in a wheelchair. Yeah. Well, they remember Edward because they're old. Because they're old. Yeah. It's named after their friend. They remember him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I went to school. I went to school with Edward. Yeah, you guys call it Edward Hines Drive. Me, I just call it closed most of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I call it. It rained. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a road for for listeners that aren't familiar with Edward Hines Drive in the Detroit area or Hines Drive, Hines Park. It's a uh, it's a road that uh, runs through this uh, the you know urban park area that extends from Livonia down to Dearborn Heights. I think. No, it goes yeah. further. Does it go into the city? It ends. It ends at Michigan Avenue in Dearborn. Okay, yeah. so it's it's but it like, goes all the know, way this, past Northville. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, it does start out. Yeah, you're right. It starts yeah, out like Northville area. Far, yeah, you're right. I'm just thinking the the middle of it, the midsection of the, mm-hmm. the park. It's a huge park. Anyways. Yeah, it's a very huge park. It's a urban park that just kind of runs along, you know, between a couple of freeways behind some backyards, and and so the road is lowered that goes through it so it often floods anytime we get a, a storm of any substance it's flooded and the road is closed <laughs> it's yeah but the but also heinz park is aside from just being a really cool place they they do like um during the holiday season that's where you go to see mm-hmm. the the wayne yeah, county we've, we've lights discussed and, the, yeah so the wayne county lights it's really here. neat it is really neat but yeah i mean if it's rained like this week it's supposed to rain for like three days so the whole it's, thing yeah, is going to be closed climate. and rerouted and yeah it's a nightmare i went to high school in dearborn and sometimes i would take heinz it was a great morning drive and oh i bet if it rained it ruined my whole week <laughs> you know. yeah the irony being that edward heinz actually drowned <laughs> 
That's why they named the road that. I just made that up. I'm starting my own folklore here on the show today. Oh, my God. If anyone knows the Heinz family, don't repeat that I said that. That was mean. Jesus. You're going to get us canceled. (laughs) (laughs) So I mentioned Hoffman's Deli in Flint. And, Nate, that'll be another place that you'll need to hit up. But I'm excited, though, because actually the owner of Hoffman's, we have him scheduled for an interview for Great Lakes Celebrates. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. But it's this very cute little diner, cafe, deli place, I guess, in downtown Flint. It actually used to be, I'm pretty sure it used to be the local like which was a a bar club that I hung out at Mm -hmm. when I was in like high school so it was either the local or the metropolis I can't remember which which one it was but now it's this deli and you know metropolis sounds familiar I think it's I think it was metropolis now that I'm saying it anyways they use all fresh ingredients from the farmer's market isn't Mm -hmm. that what they told us the first time we were there I think so so everything that they get all the you know veggies and stuff that they use is from literally across the street at the flint farmer's market they all of their food and whatever are named after like flint or michigan centric things like they have a weather ball sandwich which is what i always get the weather ball it's like turkey and bacon they delicious have, yeah they Cucumber have like on it i believe they have different ones named after like the hospitals and you know whatever and then something that was really neat that they did during you know peak pandemic was they were donating meals to frontline workers. So these employees would come in in the morning and they'd put together sack lunches basically, and then they'd deliver them to the hospitals so that the nurses and people working you know could could have a meal, a nice meal. So that was really really cool. But. Their food is so good. And I mean, these sandwiches, they're like the size of your head. I mean, literally, they're just the biggest deli sandwiches that you'll ever have. And they're so good. I would say it is very similar to the bread basket as far as that, like large sandwiches, oh, like on uh, on sliced bread. Yeah, very good. Speaking of sandwiches in Flint, though, the, uh, what was I going to say? The, the farmer's market you brought up, mm-hmm. Steady Eddie's Cafe in the, uh, in the farmer's market's very good, too. Same thing. You know, everything comes straight from the market. Yeah, I like that. Had a good sandwich there nate still there yeah i'm listening i i didn't have anything to add because i haven't eaten there and i was you know i didn't want to interrupt because i was more like making a list of every place i i need to go now yeah (laughs) you're too kind my friend (laughs) any any other any other places that kind of stand out to you guys that are must see or must do in in michigan as far as just random just road anything for, like something that like a must eat in michigan or uh, a must see you know have you guys you know i love roadside attractions we did a whole show on roadside attractions but nate do you have any favorite have you ever stopped off to see like the largest toothpaste in the world you know anything oh where's that i don't know oh um, <laughs> the the closest in michigan that comes to mind at this moment in uh the th- closest thing to that that I can remember, you know, the Paul Bunyan statue up in um, yeah, it's in the UP at um, Saint Ignace, just Castle north of Rock. Yeah. Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've seen that. I remember that was like one of those things when I first started. I started there's doing like gig- gigs up there. There's more. There's more than one. Yeah. I know that, but that that's the one I've stopped stopped at. Just when you're just like uh, when I first started doing comedy, there were gigs up in that area or like up in the UP. And I mm-hmm. on the way, they're like that in the secret spot, you know? mystery spot, or the mystery spot. Yeah, yeah. It, there's another Bigfoot by or big. Not sorry, another Paul Bunyan by the the mystery spot somewhere like yeah. out that direction. So I'm gonna. 
I'm going to make a suggestion to you, Nate. Next time you are traveling, if you have the time, take a look at Roadside America's website Ooh, and okay. see if there's anything interesting for you to stop at you know, along the way, because there's, I mean, there's a ton of them. If you look at the map, you can map out anything, anywhere. But there's so many different weird, random things that you can stop and see. And, and you know, it doesn't, a lot of them don't cost any money. You know, you can just pop out of your car real quick, take a couple pictures, be like, yep, I saw it, whatever. Nice, but I okay. highly, highly recommend that you do that because it makes your road trip so much more enjoyable. Absolutely, when you, yeah. yeah. Can I throw one in here? Yeah. The abandoned dinosaur park in Irish Hills on us 12 oh that's a very michigan thing right very my that's funny you say that because now i have seen that because my sister-in-law her family has a place over on uh wamplers lake over there Mm -hmm. and on the way there once i remember driving by it going what in the world and how have i not (laughs) known about this yeah i remember just driving past it for years and thinking if i had the money i would buy that place not to do anything with it but just so i could legally go in there yeah yeah explore it huh yeah i've never been there i mean i i've heard about it but i've never been there's also an underground forest used to it's called the underground forest and it's you know i think you get in trouble for trespassing now it's been closed for a really long time but if you google it there's pictures from like the 50s or 60s or something Mm -hmm. um some sort of a i don't know like i don't know if it was like an amusement park or what it was but yeah it was called the underground forest and it was just another one of those weird little attraction things that they had i just want to say again we don't condone trespassing on the show no 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 absolutely not you look from the street yes look with your eyes not your fingers and your feet right perfect on that note (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) so nate um where can people find you okay so i i live on the internet uh whether or not that's healthy uh, that's that's i'm still figuring that out but i spend a lot of time on instagram and twitter and all that stuff every social media um handle is at nate comedy and I have a podcast called Weekend Up Nate, and it's just me rambling about current events or thoughts and random stories that I have or talking about my weekend. Uh, sometimes I have other guests on, comedians and uh, wh- whoever I'm talking to. And then uh, uh, that's pretty much it. That's the that's my favorite thing I'm working on right now. And I do stand up anywhere and everywhere um, all over. So, uh, And a lot of the time I'm in Michigan. So if you want to find out where I'm performing, you can go to my Instagram or my website is weekendupnate.com. And that'll have all of my podcast info and all sorts of stuff. So awesome. that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Weekend Update comes out on Mondays, and I listen every week on my way to work. You're the best. It's, it's very funny. It's very, I like some of the, the news stories because they're very strange, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are people are weird. So. Nate is yeah. one of my absolutely <laughs> favorite people. I'm glad we have him on the show. Yeah, yeah. We love you. We love you, kid. I love you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> this was I so much fun. I, in the I pandemic era, I have not had a better friend than Nate Armbrust. Dude, I will say... <laughs> Uh, Marty, so Marty, I, Marty's one of the best, what, when I say the best friends, because like, not just my best friend, I would say he's the, one of the best friends because I mean, you know, we talk, Marty and I go through like, we'll go through like months where we maybe don't talk to each other or maybe a text here and there. And That's then totally all of a normal sudden, for me, by the way. right. Me too. No, I, I don't take a, I don't really, I don't care when people do that. So, cause I get it. I'm the same way. I'm really hard to like I'm the same way. So anyway, uh, but what I'm saying, what I want to say is Marty is the best because 
I can call him and the next thing you know it's like four hours later and I'm like you know we should probably wrap this up it's like midnight or whatever right. you know what I mean for hours. it was midnight, great dude. This, the call started midnight <laughs> yeah 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 but there were a couple calls especially during the pandemic that were just like memorable so yeah I, lo- I love you guy I love awesome. you Nate heck of a guy right yeah here. Marty and I sometimes go for months at a time without speaking too and <laughs> just- <laughs> it's just what I do I hope no one takes yeah. too much offense to it I just no. disappear I disappear for months and then I pop up like nothing happened. I just I got love back that on though, Facebook you... after two years. Like, hey, everybody, what's new? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never. And by the way, this is this. I mean, I I have a love hate relationship with Facebook, and uh, the fact that I see you popping up now is so so exciting. It makes me want to be on Facebook more. And then <laughs> just no, to don't see get what too you excited. Said. I'll only be there for a couple weeks. <laughs> I figured. I figured. All right, so find Nate and on the internet. That's where he lives. Um, so <laughs> find him. Inter- yep, find <laughs> Nate on the internet. I mentioned Great Lakes celebrates, and I'm really excited about that. So I will talk about that again. It's my, it's our sister show. It's my baby, my new baby. Um, I produce it, but I do not host. I have Elena Gonzalez and Mike Bobbitt hosting. And it's kind of like a talk show format type situation. And we just talk to really cool Michiganders doing really cool Michigan stuff. And maybe one day you'll be on that show, Nate. Yeah, maybe. I'm always available. (laughs) So that comes out on Fridays. And then uh, Joy Road Media is the network that we're on. So check out other shows on Joy Road Media. We have a website, joyroadmedia.com. And of course, we're also we also live on the internet so you can find us pretty much pretty much everywhere so yeah on that note i guess we're gonna we're gonna head out all right all right so text us when you get home